Hi, everyone. On today's episode of Me, You, and Who, we are talking to a bunch of our gestational carriers. We've all decided to get together and have some coffee with each other and just hanging out and telling our stories and asking each other just about the whole process. So this is just all of us hanging out um, and talking about this amazing thing that is surrogacy. So please enjoy hearing just some of the snippets and moments about all of these wonderful ladies and the journeys that they've gone through. So enjoy. Me, you, and who? Who knew it would take more than two people to have a baby? In a world where infertility is no longer a taboo topic, this podcast will take you through all the different aspects of surrogacy and egg donation through the lens of many who walk this journey in different ways. My name is Whitney Hall, and I am a two-time surrogate, now turned surrogacy coordinator for Egg Donor and Surrogate Solutions, the very agency I used when I chose to carry for two amazing families. With this podcast, it is our goal to help guide and support you as you learn about what it takes to grow a family in an alternative way, as well as hear inspiring and beautiful stories of how this path has changed lives forever. We can't wait for you to hear about just one more way happy families are created every day. I really appreciate you just taking, you know, the time out of your evening and away from your families and, you know, just sitting and chatting with me and talking about, you know, one of my most favorite of subjects, which is just surrogacy and our surrogacy journeys. So, um, yeah, why don't we go around and just introduce ourselves, maybe, um, where you are in the world and either how many journeys you've done or where you are in a current one, if you're in one and things like that. Um, and then we'll just kind of get started. Um, I can go first. So I'm Whitney. Um, I am a coordinator here with Surrogate Solutions. And I did, prior to becoming a coordinator, I did two journeys. Um, My first journey, my sweet IPs um, got spontaneous twins. Um, And so that was fun. And then I did another journey in 2020 and it was a sweet little, or 2019, he was born in 2020. um, And a sweet little boy, uh, was born from that and that he is now actually a big brother. So that was, um, fun and lovely. And then, yeah, now I've been a coordinator. I'll go. Um, so my name is Crystal. I'm located in Florida. Um, I'm on the East coast and my sweet IPs are on the Gulf of Mexico side, the West coast. Um, I am, I guess, new in my journey. Uh, we hope to transfer on Monday. Yay! So we're really wow, excited. That's awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Fairy um, dust, sticky thoughts, baby dust, all the yeah. good vibes. <laughs> yeah, for uh, sure. We only have one embryo, and so we really need this to stick. Um, because if we have to do more, she has to go and have a special procedure done to retrieve eggs and then make more embryos. So we really need this one to work. Um, mm-hmm. we're really excited. I'm heading over there on Friday, and we'll spend the weekend with them. And we were just coordinating weekend <laughs> plans, so. I'm excited to spend some real quality time with them this weekend too. Awesome. All right. I'll go next. Um, my name is Karen and I have three of my own kiddos, uh, 13, nine, and seven. And I have been a surrogate one time in, uh, 2019, I had a little girl and which was one of the coolest things outside of having my own kids that I've been a part of. And, um, 
I just very recently came out of a two year long match that um, we tried two transfers in and both of them failed. So we are now moving on. And um, that was a very long (laughs) process of lots of ups and downs. So Mm -hmm. um, we're kind of looking forward to starting over again and seeing where it goes. Definitely, definitely. So every journey's different. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and for everybody who thinks it goes oh so fast, it never does. Oh, it never does. That timeline is so nope. wild. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tristan. Um, I am currently in Ohio. I am on my first journey. We are 37 weeks on Friday. So (laughs) we are nearing the end. I I am so ready. (laughs) (laughs) But um, they, my IPs, um, they head down here on Friday. So they're super excited. They're getting ready. All the fun things. this one was, was nice and simple and easy first time was a charm so I got super lucky <laughs> yeah for sure um so yeah I'm Casey I live outside of Oklahoma City um I'm matched with a couple down in Fort Worth and I am I will be 11 weeks pregnant on Thursday. So, um, this was my first journey and we had success with their only embryo. So I was very excited for that. Um, and yeah, it's been great so far. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations on 11 weeks left. That's fantastic. Hi everybody. I'm Bree. Um, I live in Phoenix, Arizona. I am currently matched with a couple in Austin. We are getting ready to, um, my last transfer got rescheduled. So the next scheduled one is August 25th. This will be my second journey. My first journey was with another agency. I had twins. Um, This will be a single to now. I will hopefully never be doing any two plus journeys again. Um, But yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm super close with the IPs. My previous IPs on my other journey were international. So I didn't really get to bond with them at all. um, At all. I would even speak the same language. And this time I'm really close with my IPs. It's been day and night. Um, Really appreciating it so far. So hoping the first transfer takes and um, I will be pregnant soon. Absolutely. More baby dust, more sticky vibes. <laughs> well, you guys, that's awesome. So, okay, I know everybody kind of said where they were in their journeys and things like that, but let's go back to the very beginning. What made you guys even want to be a surrogate in the first place? And please feel free to just jump in. Um, so for me, we personally struggled with infertility for years. Mm-hmm. Um, we went through two adoption losses. And then we ended up doing IVF and we had a lot of success with IVF. Um, I did three transfers for our kids and we had three kids and like, it was great. So um, I knew I could handle it. And I don't know, I just, after our infertility issues, I felt like God was just really calling me to surrogacy. And I just had this huge tug on my heart. Um, And so I looked into it a little bit and 
had to spend some time talking my husband into it because he wasn't as keen <laughs> on it as I was. Um, so we spent a lot of time praying and kind of thinking it over. Um, but we eventually decided that this is, was going to be the right thing for us. So um, it, it mainly just stemmed from like all of our infertility though, that I, you know, grew this heart for those that can't have families. So sure. Sure. Gosh, thanks for sharing that. That must be, I mean, so have you bonded with, I didn't ask, are your, um, have, did you bond with your intended parents kind of over kind of that shared sort of struggle? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's because, you know, I know, I know what it's like to go through that. And so they've kind of felt a little more comfortable with the whole thing. Um, knowing that my body could handle IVF in the first place, Uh um, being a first time surrogate, but still doing the IVF. Um, and then just, yeah, the, the struggles of, you know, if it doesn't work and those losses. So, um, mine was that my sister-in-law was a surrogate and we live super close to, um, both of our families. So, I watched her go through her journey, but my first reaction was, you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It was not something that ever crossed my mind prior to it. I um, didn't know anybody that had done it or anything like that. Um, But watching her go through her journey and um, her intended parents live just a couple hours from us and getting to see them bond and get to see them become parents um as soon as she delivered I looked at my husband I was like now I feel very guilty and I feel like we need to do this as well um knowing that I didn't have any fertility issues with our own kids and things like that I just um felt like I can help somebody and I'm not and felt bad about it honestly and it just kind of went from there same thing my husband was like I don't know about this at the beginning, but after we did a lot of praying and talking about it and seeing the process through with somebody else, it just felt like something we're like, I think that we should, should help somebody. And it's been one of the coolest things since. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, to be honest, I don't even know where I heard it. I just know that it came about because my wife and I had talked about well, we were foster parents for a long time. After that, we were just like, yeah, we're done. And we talked about it some more. And I was like, you know, I think I want to give this a shot. And my wife jokingly was like, you know, I'm all, well, first she was like, I'm all for it if you want to do it. You know, we talked about it. And then I said it again. And she finally was like, well, you better do it because you're not getting any younger. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, are you sure? And she was like, yeah, I think we'll be fine. And so like the day that day, I just sat down on my phone and I had already been in um, groups for surrogacy on Facebook mm-hmm. for a couple of months and just kind of listening. And yeah. that's where I had found surrogate solutions. A lot of people had recommended it. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to start here. And so I filled out everything and then it all happened so fast. <laughs> well, I was first just introduced to the idea of surrogacy a long time ago. I mean, I was probably nine or 10 and my aunt was a traditional surrogate for twice for the same family. And I just saw the her example in the experience and it just seemed so 
generous and, and wonderful and fulfilling. And, and I, without really knowing anything, you know, about my own fertility at that age, I, I thought, man, that is so cool. And I hope I can do that for somebody someday, you know? And I went on to have my two boys, my husband and I, we have a 13 year old and a nine year old and those pregnancies and labors and deliveries were just so textbook and so safe and so healthy. Mm. And when we decided that our family was complete, then I started thinking more seriously about surrogacy and was much more interested in gestational surrogacy than traditional surrogacy. Sure. <laughs> and, you know, started to do my research as any if most people do, you know, type in surrogacy on Google and just kind of see where it leads you. Yeah. And and I I learned that there really are companies all over the country that are willing to connect women that are willing and able to be a surrogate to the families that need that. And I called, well, I, I my research had led me to the surrogate solutions website. I was looking for an agency, which in hindsight, I know it doesn't really matter the proximity, but I was looking for an agency that was close to me. Mm -hmm. And at the time, Surrogate Solutions was the, the closest one. So I, I had gone through just about every word on your guys' website. And then I decided to call a local fertility clinic, knowing that that's really where it starts for parents. So when parents are ready and they're at that stage and they're working with their doctor, where is someone in Tulsa telling these people to go? So I, I called them and got a recommendation that, hey, if, if you know you're you know, these, these parents are in need of a surrogate. Where do you, you know, what are you telling them? Sure. And, and one of the answers was surrogate solutions in, in McKinney, Texas. <laughs> At the time. So, so I said, great. I just read every word of their website. <laughs> <clears throat> And at the time, Gail was, you know, heavily involved in leadership and I, the stars just aligned because she lived in the same city as I did. And we went out for frozen yogurt and she answered my questions and all my husband's questions. And, and that was three surrogacies ago. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest is history. Gosh, that was a long time yeah. ago then. <laughs> we were making yeah. frozen yogurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I started looking at surrogacy about two years ago and my youngest stepdaughter, she has a heart and lung condition. And because of her difficulties and the medication she's been on and some of the procedures she's had, she probably cannot carry children of her own. Mm -hmm. And so if I normalize this for my family, her family, um, and show them that, show my children that there is other ways to have families and we are, um, my daughter and my stepdaughters are also part of the LGBTQ community. And so if they want a family, it might look different for them as well. And so if I can kind of break open this world for them and kind of show them and normalize it, then that's great. And um, my parents that I matched with, she also has a heart condition. And so we kind of bonded over that part. Yeah. I think my husband was a hundred percent on board. I was sitting there one night. I was like, Hey, I think I'm going to be a surrogate. And he's like, okay, what do you need from me? And oh. so we jumped in it two feet and it's been a really quick process for us. Um, I joined surrogate solutions in January and we're already at the point of ready to transfer next week. So it's been an amazing process. Oh, that's awesome. That's so, so beautiful. Have your kids commented on anything or are they just kind of more silent observers at this point? 
Um, they're silent observers, but asking really good and really healthy questions. Oh, that's great. What kind of questions if you're if you're able to share or feel comfortable sharing? Yeah. So um, what is the process like? Like very yeah. generic sense of like what is and what does this mean for them? Um, how involved can they be? Um, a couple of our kids, we have a total of five in our house because we're a blended household, um, ages from five to 19. And some of the kids have come to appointments with us. They've met the intended parents. Um, they are asking questions about like, what genetic ties do they have? Like really educated questions. So sure. we've gone through that process with them. Um, how, how would they have children be in the gender that they are? Um, so what would that look like for them? And would they need an egg donor or a sperm donor? Um, what would that look like? And really great questions. Oh, that's beautiful. What a world you've opened to them. That's amazing. Thank you. Is anybody else having with their kiddos involved? Is anybody else getting some fun, good questions? Or are we mostly getting a lot of silent observers? So I have a seven-year-old. Um, my first journey, he was four. Um, it was really exciting for him trying to explain, you know, this is the family and they want to have a baby, but she can't have a baby in her belly. So mommy's going to cook the baby. And when the baby comes out, it's going to be theirs. Luckily, we're a biracial family, but the babies were Chinese. So it was very easy to explain to him. Um, and when we would go places, I don't know why people think like it's okay to walk up and rub pregnant people's bellies. Like, I don't know where the boundaries <laughs> fall to the wayside, but I was so big pregnant with twins. It would happen all the time. And Oh, no. oh, you're having a brother. Oh, you're having a sister. And he was so excited to tell people, no, my mom has two China babies in her belly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, kids just so unfiltered, but it was so cute coming from him. Um, yes. And it was a very cool experience for him to see. And unfortunately, I was really sick and had some health problems after my last journey. Um, so starting this time, you know, he was really worried like oh are you going to be in the hospital again and mm. I've showed him pictures of the family and we're planning on going out to Austin to meet them um but I told him like surrogacy is such a beautiful experience and I don't think my one bad experience should be our complete outlook on it you know um yeah. this agency has been so much better than my previous one just already that experience but um like we know the family, we're going to, you know, have a bond with them on our own. They ask questions about him. When I go see them, they take me to like, go get cookies or snacks for oh, him. Um, and yeah, he's like, oh, well, you know, how do they get the baby in there? So like trying to explain the transfer in like kids terms um, <laughs> has been fun. But I mean, I think I think it's important for the kids to know and to be involved. Um, and I think it's just like a kick-ass thing to be able to tell people one day, like my mom created babies for other people and other people get to be parents because of my mom. Like what a cool thing to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that's beautiful. I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Karen, were you going to say something? I was just going to say my youngest is seven and she was five. And ever since then, she's like, when are we having a baby for somebody else again? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's just normalized, right? Like it's just yes. what our families do. Yes. Yeah. Like I'm not going to have siblings. Okay. Well then we're going to have some for somebody else now. <laughs> 
Oh, I love that. I love that so, so much. That's amazing. Yeah, it's been fun to hear some of the stories of, you know, the the wild things that people say, uh, you know, in the grocery store, things like that. And the kids just absolutely chime in. That's fantastic. What made you, I mean, in the world of social media, right? Like I'm sure some of us are on the, all of the Facebook groups that are out there and, you know, things like that. And it seems like it's so easy to, you know, match independently or there's a thousand agencies out there. What kind of research did you guys do and what made you choose to go with an agency versus independent or ultimately go with surrogate solutions or kind of what was that journey like? How you were like, okay, I'm going to do this. Now, how do I go forward with this? (laughs) Um, well, for me, I really didn't do much research. No. Um, I, you know, decided it was kind of what I wanted to do. And I was like, okay. And I didn't even think about an independent journey because I didn't research enough. And so I'm like, I need someone to help me through this. Absolutely. Uh, so <laughs> it was 100% going to be an agency um, from the start, no matter what. <laughs> um, but I just kind of Googled it and surrogate solutions was, like one of the first like two or three to pop up. Mm-hmm. And when I went to the website, it just looked and felt good. And so I just went with it. I didn't really look at any of the other ones. And I have been more than happy um, with my decision. And I've loved like every step of this process. Um, I just feel like you guys are so helpful. And so like on top of stuff, you know, every day I have something scheduled, I'm getting a text saying, good luck with this. Let us know, you know, praying for you and that kind of stuff. And it's just, it's amazing. Oh, I'm so glad to hear it. And I love that you didn't overthink it. That's fantastic. Yeah. I was similar. I was like, I want to be a surrogate. I heard somebody in the hallway talking about how their sister was had a surrogate. And I was like, oh, can you put me in touch with that person? I'd love to just hear their experience. And then bam, she was like, oh, this was the agency I worked with. I was like, great, done. She did the research for me. I'm over it. (laughs) So I did research and I'm part of the numerous Facebook groups or social media groups that are out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of them is a agency review group. Um, so in some of the groups, I immediately realized I did not want to do the independent journey. I'm really busy in my life and I didn't want to have to do that legwork. Like, I love you guys. I praise you for all the background work that you do that we don't see. Um, and I knew I just didn't have time for that. I needed somebody on my side in the process as well. Um, and so in the review group, you guys came up as very highly rated. I wanted an agency that was also located in the state that I was in to hopes to match within my own state because um, that was important for me because I am so busy. Sure. Um, and you guys were one of the first ones to pop up and I plugged your name into the review group and you guys had great reviews there, great reviews on Google. And so I was like, all right, this is it. I didn't even look at any others. Um So you guys were top in my book and I'm so happy with my decision. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Glad we checked your boxes. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So how, oh, Karen, please go ahead. Um, Mine was kind of similar. I'm part of the agency review groups on Facebook. Um, I went through the same agency as my sister-in-law the first round and then, um, during the process right before i guess um i got deep into it they were bought by a bigger company and um i just 
I loved the couple I ended up being paired with, but it was a long process to get matched with them and it shouldn't have been. So, Mm -hmm. um, just, they were fantastic, but we ended up not being the happiest with the agency. So, um, afterwards I thought it was going to be a one and done, um, and still, still felt that nudge to do it. So I started looking around in the agency review groups and, which are fantastic. Same thing. I knew I didn't want to do independent. I don't have enough time. My kids are busy. I'm busy. Um, not same thing. Praise you guys for everything you do. Cause we don't have the time to do it. So. <laughs> um, yeah. nice to have that comfort of knowing someone's back there, making sure every box is checked for us and making sure everything's taken care of. So I knew I wanted that um, help on my side. So I just watched the review groups for quite a while and paid attention to who had good things to say and who had bad things to say and what they were saying about them because not every agency is for everybody. Um, What made somebody else may not be a good fit for me. So I just watched for a while and I ended up um, just seeing a lot of really good reviews for you guys and uh, sounded like a, a really good fit. So, so far it's been, been really good. Oh, thanks girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. So how was, so you guys, like you decided, all right, this is the agency for me. You got started. How was the matching process? For me, it was way easier than I anticipated. Uh, I, you know, because I didn't do much research, so I wasn't really sure like <laughs> what it was going to be like. Um, the like hardest part for us was it hit right when I was changing insurances. Mm. And so we kind of had to wait to finalize my profile until we had my new insurance mm-hmm. info. Oh, um, all that nitty gritty fun paperwork side of things. Yes. Just not. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they had went ahead and like sent us a few profiles to look at, but mine wasn't complete yet. And so there was one couple on there that I was like, Ooh, I kind of really like them. But then by the time our stuff was on, they were already long gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then they were like, okay, we'll send you some more. And in that next group is where we got the couple that we're matched with now. And as soon as I read their profile, I was like, yes, like these are the people we're meant to be with. And um, we prayed on it like that night. And the next day we we're like, okay, yep, we, we, you know, choose them. And then they, I think took just a day or two to look at ours and, you know, said yes to us too. And they said that we were the first ones that, um, had, you know, been presented to them. So, um, it was, it was good. And it was, like I said, way easier than I had anticipated. Oh, that's fantastic. My process was really smooth. Um, I saw the profiles and I want to help everybody. And I'm like, I'm going to be a serious person first. And then I'm this person, that person. (laughs) I know they keep putting me out to pasture and I'm like, guys, but come on, look at all these families. <laughs> I know. So I truly just wanted to help everyone. It was really hard to rank them. Like, and my heart just pulls because I want everyone to be number one. Like at one point I'm like, I don't care. Just pick somebody for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved it. Um, Lauren was a great help that match meeting, chatting through profiles with Lauren and just being able to be open and honest about my concerns, my, 
reservations that I had um, and talking through them with her and her knowing that intended parents personally really helped. And I think that was phenomenal for the experience of you guys had attendant parents and surrogates and could help in that matching process, um, which is another reason I wanted to go with an agency and not do it on my own because I didn't know some of the questions to ask. Sure. And um, it took us that match meeting with Lauren. We picked one the next day, the IPs reviewed our profile and picked us as well. And then it was the end of the week that we were on a joint Zoom call together. So it was a great experience. Mm, I love that. I love that. You guys have been a fun, fun match. I, I happen to be <laughs> Crystal's coordinator, so I'm a little biased. But. <laughs> <laughs> so I do want to say not... Um... I'm only going to bring up my previous agency just because if this is going to be aired and other people interested in surrogacy listen, I do think this was a red flag that I should have noticed Please. with my previous agency. Um, you have no choices. You aren't seeing parents that are open. Um, they're picking you and you're not really finding anything out about them. It's kind of like a blind match process. Um, mm. I was kind of messaged, hey, this family's interested in you not really given that much information about them. I didn't know that the Facebook groups and such were out. This was like right before COVID. So it was kind sure. of just a whirlwind situation. I went in blindly, unfortunately, which is terrible because I'm like a really big research person, but I was just so excited to be a surrogate that I didn't realize that there could be bad situations out there. Mm. Um, so I think that really kind of hindered us from having any type of relationship Um you know, we never got to know each other. We never got to know anything about each other. And you, you really feel like you are just an incubator because mm. like you, your decision doesn't matter. You're not like your choice is not important enough to give you the option to say, Hey, you know, these are people that we think would vibe with you and you would get along with, um, and that you guys would have a successful journey together. Cause it is a journey for us and also a journey for the IPs. Yeah. Um, so coming here was like so refreshing meeting with Lauren. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm going to get to see people before they're going to get to see me. And what do you mean? I get to decide if I like them. Like, aren't you just going to say, oh, here's the people for you. And this is who you're going to carry for. Mm -hmm. It was honestly, I was like a kid in a candy store, uh, you know, and, and all the information that's on there. And you really, you really realize I didn't really have any barriers um, of reasons why I wouldn't carry or, or reasons sure. why I wouldn't match with someone. So it really allowed me to be able to look long-term and, Hey, if I had a failed transfer with these people that only have one embryo, am I going to be able to bounce back from that? Maybe, maybe not. I think that, that, that will stick with me for a while. Mm. So, you know, you, you really have to like deep dive into yourself, which I think is good because I should have never went in blindly, to be honest. Nobody should. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So how was your, so obviously it was a night and day difference. Cause like you said, you were mm -hmm. in a candy store. So you were doing a lot of deep dives. How has your journey been now compared to what your first journey was? Yeah, it's been amazing. Um, I like text even before um, like doing my screening visit in Austin, I was already texting with the IPs. They are a very, very sweet couple. Um, the mom has actually gone through IVF quite a few. I think she's had seven rounds of IVF, but only two actual transfers that both 
resulted in miscarriages, but taking the meds, you know, she's like, oh my God, you're on Lupron. They're raising it. Oh my God, you're getting ready to start estradiol. I'm so sorry for you. You know, it's, it's nice feeling like a buddy and she's experienced some of the feelings that I'm feeling. And, um, it's nice feeling like you matter. Like you're not just here doing a job because I don't think I realized after the first journey, like after giving birth, you kind of just feel like a little lost for a bit, right? You're like, I did this big job and like surrogacy has been such a long part of your life until giving birth. And then it's kind of just over because like mm. they have their baby, you go home, you're obviously like dealing with like the postpartum healing. And yeah. um, I think it's something to to like to reason with. Um, but I'm like here, you know, I know that I'm going to see the baby afterwards and I'm going to get updates from them. And that provides a lot of comfort. Right. Well, it's kind of, I mean, when you don't have a relationship with those intended parents, like you said, it feels like you're just doing a job, which yeah, I know and I they appreciate the and you should be proud yeah. of yourself for doing that. But it also, um, it adds kind of a different layer of emotions to it when it's such this beautiful process. And in this situation, yeah. it sounds like you guys are all team baby. Um, yes, we are team baby. And my first journey, it was power of attorneys who came to get the baby. Like to my knowledge, the parents still haven't gotten them. Um, they like named one of the babies after me, just a very weird situation. Mm. So it's like, there was no closure, you know, like I went through this super long process of multiple transfers to get pregnant, carried twins. And then I don't even get to see you guys with your baby and see like, Hey, that's what I did this for. Right. Right. You know, exactly um, like you said. So it's no great closure. to not have to worry about that this time. I go out there and I see them and we talk about, oh my God, hopefully this time next year, like you guys will have a baby here. And how um, are you going to baby proof this house? Where are the dogs going to go? You know, I try to talk about things in a future sense because I'm like, this is happening. We're doing this. I'm yeah. having your baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All the positive vibes. No, that's been okay. <laughs> That is so wonderful. When did you guys know it was right? A lot of you said you prayed on it. A lot of you, like, what was that feeling? Did Was it just kind of, you don't even know? Or like, did was there something where you're like, mm, nope, this is it for sure. I'll say for me with, so I, I'm in Houston and um, with just the way I, you know, my schedule is and things like that. I'm like you, Crystal, I wanted someone in my state preferably in my city. Um, you know, I was kind of thinking that, and I got a text from my coordinator, um, for my first journey, things were a little different when I first started. And, um, she was like, I have the perfect person for you. I'm sending you, I'm, I'm sending you their, um, profile. You know, I'm just, they're perfect. I just know it. I'm like, okay. I mean, but I, it's like, I had, I had seen like three profiles prior to it. And I was one of them was international. I knew I didn't want to do an international couple. One of them was out of state. I was like, how are we going to make this work? They seem so sweet and lovely, but I'm just not sure. And then I got this profile and truly, I don't know what it was, but I just started reading the story and I was like, yep, this is it. This is absolutely it. Just their story, how cool, calm and collected they seemed. I was like, oh, this is going to vibe. And then just like you said, Crystal, that match meeting, it was like, yeah, this hundred percent is going to work for sure. So I would say it was probably the match meeting that like solidified it. 
Mine was the match meeting too with Lauren facilitating. Oh, like prior, like that meeting with Lauren. Yeah. Um, because my intended parents were my number one. My reservation was that they only had one embryo. And my biggest question is, well, what happens if that fails? Like sure. we have to be real here. The first time always work. And so they were kind of my like back burner number one because I was concerned about it. Yeah. Um, and so my first, my number one couple, I like really like them. Um, but Lauren helped me realize, you know, they might be not be a great personality match. They look great on paper, but our personalities might be a little different. Um, and so it was talking with Lauren that I was like, yeah, these are my number one people, um, the people I match with now. And the fact that she had a heart condition, which matched with our daughter. And so that really kind of solidified it. Like, yeah, they're, they're my number one. Lauren helped make it. And then the match meeting, meeting them, I was like, my husband and I both walked away and we were ready to text. Like, yes. Like, should we wait a minute to like, not seem too like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a date. Like you don't want to see too eager, but like, <laughs> yeah. let's wait like, five minutes. Has five minutes lapsed yet? What about now? What about now? <laughs> so we did. Yeah, I would say pretty similar for us too. Um, reading their profile overall just felt good. But one thing that stuck out to me was like she had, um, she, they have a little boy um, that they did IVF for. And then they tried three more times um, to get the sibling. And, you know, it kept failing because she had problems after delivery with their boy. And so her uterus just, you know, can't carry now. Um, but I really felt peace in the fact that she tried those three more times, even though from the start, the doctor was like, you should really consider surrogacy. Mm -hmm. Um, they kept telling her that, but she took the steps that she needed to take so that she's now in the place where she is comfortable with this surrogacy. Um, so to me, it just really spoke to like, okay, I know she's, gone through it all now and had, you know, processed it how she needs to, sure. um, to be comfortable with it, because it is a very difficult decision for them to make. I'm sure, you know, like it's, it's gotta be extremely hard to have someone else carry your child for you, um, and not get to go through all of that. So, um, I found a lot of peace in that. And then the match meeting just absolutely solidified it. Um, Lauren did a great job of, you know, facilitating it and asking the right questions and leading us, you know, to really make sure all of those little details, um, were going to be, you know, matched together and, um, that we had similar thoughts on things. And, um, we came out of the meeting to immediately like, okay, yeah, like we're doing this, but had that same reservation of, okay, maybe we should wait just a little bit, but <laughs> we knew right away. Just five whole minutes. We'll just pick five whole minutes. <laughs> <laughs> For us, it was just, I think we were given, um, I want to say it was maybe like six profiles to look at, somewhere between six to 10. Okay. And um, if I'm being perfectly honest, and I am, we eliminated some of them fairly quickly because we're not religious people. And some of the profiles were like that. Sure. And so we were just like, okay, nope, this isn't going to be a good match. Um, and we had kind of narrowed it down to two. And... Um, the first one, I don't remember, I think it was that they didn't want to match with anyone in Texas because of the new laws that were coming into place. Sure. And so the second one we read, we started reading their profile more 
And we were just driving in the car and I'm like reading this to my wife. I'm like, you know what? Let's go through this one. Um, and after I finished reading everything, we were just both like, yes, this is who we want it to be. We knew immediately. We didn't look at anyone else. Mm. Um, and then we, I mean, we did our matched phone call and I think at, right afterwards we were both like, yep, we want to move forward. And then we found out later that the husband was like, yes, I want to do it. Let's do it. Let's move forward with them. And the wife is like, they have to choose us too. calm down. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think through the whole thing, we've myself, my wife and our um, parents have also said that we really felt like we were put together for a reason. Mm, I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah. It was good. It's been good. <laughs> and yeah. we still have a really good relationship with them. So Oh, I guess it was easy if that's the right word to pick for it. Like it was just easy to pick them. And, um, you know, like I said, as soon as that happened, everything just started happening really fast. I, I have been so, so fortunate with each journey to have such great relationships with each set of parents. And, and the really cool thing about each journey is just how unique each set of parents have been and and Allie will totally attest to this yep. but the very first set of parents I said you know I I feel really strongly about not carrying you know not transferring more than one embryo but honestly besides that I'm I am totally open you just tell me you just send somebody my way I'm I'm so ready and I'm so excited and mm -hmm. I don't care who they are I don't care where they live like let's do this and the I, I think it was the very first set of parents that, that came my way. I read through their profile and, and there was nothing that, you know, s stood out to me that would have swayed me the other way. So I'm, I matched with this couple that w lived on the East Coast and they were older. They were in their early 50s and had just gone down a, a dark road of closed doors, you know, trying to build a family and surrogacy was their last resort and I delivered a daughter for them and it was just the most fulfilling experience and there there was you know definitely an age gap there was a little bit of a language barrier a little bit of a culture barrier and because she had just been down so much negativity she was incredibly skeptical and worried you know about everything about sure. carabins and makeup about you know that I work on a computer all day long about microwaves about my husband and I having sex I mean she had issues about not concerns genuine concerns about you know just about everything but it was it was a, a, a pleasure of mine to be there for her and that kind of skepticism and say tell me all of it whatever it is let's bring that to our doctor and let's see what she says. And I'll tell you right now, if she tells me to, you know, don't be within a hundred yards of a microwave, I'm going to do whatever the woman says, you know, we're going to, we're going to do whatever our doctor says. Um, so, and you know, my doctor didn't tell me any of that. She just very <laughs> kindly, you know, put those concerns to bed and we had the best pregnancy and, and it was great. Aww. And then that first journey, I had blogged about it the whole time just learning for myself and asking a million questions of the agency of the fertility clinic in these Facebook groups, you know, and when I delivered, I had posted a link to that blog on an Oklahoma group for surrogates and intended parents. 
And when I was recovering postpartum, just a couple days after delivery, I got a message from a woman that said, oh my gosh, Kylie, I've read every word in your blog and I just love your perspective and, and you know, where, where you're coming from and when you guys are up to it, we'd love to take you out to lunch and just tell you our story. And my husband and I went out to lunch with them and they were local in, in Oklahoma. She was born without a uterus which is super rare. There's a term for that. I think it's German. I don't remember what it is, <laughs> but she, she was able to produce her own eggs. She even went through some med protocol and eventually uh, induced lactation. So she breastfed, like she, she did it all. She just couldn't carry. Sure. So I ended up carrying a, a son for them. And that was wonderful. That was an independent journey. And and it, it it was great, especially having gone through uh, my first journey with an agency. It made going through a journey independently easier, I, I think, in, in my opinion, having had that foundation, you know, with the support and, and guidance of an agency. And then, I, and I still talk to her often, mm -hmm. you know, where we've become great friends. The third time, this last time, I, it was important to me to carry for a same-sex couple. So I went back to Surrogate Solutions and I said, hey, I'm, you know, ready, ready to carry again. Not sure if I'm, I'm going to after this. Maybe this is my last one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it, the, the first time I was like, you know, open book, hand me anybody. This time I, I really want to be carrying for a same-sex couple. And almost immediately, I was matched with Jeremy and Jarrett in Texas, and it was just, just the most perfect match. I couldn't couldn't have imagined anything better from the very beginning. And we're we're great friends. I still talk to them often. Jeremy and I actually work at the same company now, um, and we we transferred one embryo, and she split, and I ended up carrying twins for them. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, each each journey, you know, agency for an older couple, a little bit of a language barrier, independent journey with a, a young local couple, and then same sex couple carrying twins. Each one has just been so unique and so special. Mm. And then I'm now, let's see, 13 months postpartum and all things held constant. I'll be pregnant by the end of next month hopefully we're waiting on my period to start so i can go get that baseline but there you go <laughs> um, i i matched with another couple in in texas and what really at first what you know kind of made them unique i feel like i'm adding to my little collection here of unique parents you know what made them really unique is they they have a son already and which they were able to have through several rounds of ivf and they attempted mm -hmm. several more with with without success unfortunately and surrogacy you know was their their last resort too and and um i don't want to say too much allison do you know where i'm going no you know what else makes okay <laughs> no. oh, whatever what else made this unique this match yeah yeah go ahead okay and and i'm, I'm not going to say names because it, it's her own business but what what has made this even more special is that she's actually 16 weeks pregnant 
oh. with with her own and she still wants to go through with with you know surrogacy and um so it it's really cool that we're going to be pregnant at the same time oh my goodness yeah <laughs> Pretty so exciting. exciting oh my gosh yeah you have just done a spectrum of surrogacy so what has been the most memorable moment so far how was meeting your ips for the first time i have to say that i've been really fortunate in my journey um I have great resources. My mom was a surrogate. She had four babies for different families. And um, so being able to ask her hard questions and of course, ask my coordinator hard questions and just kind of go through the whole process, knowing that I have advocates on my side has made it 10 times easier. My IPs live in Connecticut. So it is a good 13 hour drive. So each time I've left and flown their way, um, meeting them over zoom went so smoothly. Mm-hmm. I think one of the big things was I want my husband to be just a, as involved as he possibly can be. And it's like, he, he, and then her husband hit it off so fast <laughs> and they talk about anything and everything. And they're both, um, my husband's in the air force and he is into technology. The IP, the IF is into technology. And so they're able to just kind of nerd out and have all the conversations that they possibly <laughs> want to. <laughs> so, um, he has only met them. They came for the 20 week ultrasound. Sure. Um, So he's only met them in person once, but other times that I've flown, I mean, just even the first time for med screening and then transfer, it was like, we have been best friends, you know, since day one. And, Mm. and every time we pick up, it's like nothing changes. So, um, it wasn't, I was really nervous. I thought maybe it would be super awkward and we wouldn't have much to talk about. (laughs) It's really not like that at all. I think once all the barriers are down for both parties. It makes it really smooth and it's easy just to just have a relationship as long as everyone's willing to kind of be open and honest, especially with such an intimate process. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And if that's what everybody wants, which is why that matching process is so important. Um, Oh my gosh. That's so fantastic. So what has been, I know we kind of jumped on that, but what has been y'all's favorite part of the process so far, wherever you are in your journey, your most memorable, just that one story as of right now that you're like, this is the thing I love to tell everybody about my experience. I don't know if, um, you guys had listened to, uh, the first episode of the podcast, but, um, my intended parents were one embryo one embryo where we have our boy, we're going to have a girl or do one embryo. And, um, we go in for the heartbeat ultrasound and the, uh, technician is like, so how many embryos did you guys, um, you know, transfer? And my sweet intended mom is one, only one. Why? (laughs) And she, you know, she was, she was being so sweet. She was up by my head and she could see the screen or the, the, technician had the screen kind of turned slightly and she like looks at me she's like Whitney can I I need to uh, eh, and she like I'm like yeah no 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 that's fine go 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 so she like goes um and she like her eyes just got so 
wide and her husband's like sitting there and his face and my husband and I are dying laughing because we had just had that same experience with our twins when we went in for our heartbeat confirmation and the ROB is like, wait, oh, there's another one. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? And so I am just sitting there dying, laughing. I'm like, yep, that was me. That was my face. I saw that. (laughs) It's like you relive the experience out of your body. (laughs) A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I was like, oh, it's a rerun. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) Yes. It was really funny. So yeah, that's what, that's always been one of my favorite moments. Like the minute that they found out they had twins, it was so, so funny. And then I think it was a couple of weeks later, we had to go back, you know, for another ultrasound or something. And, and my intended mom, she like whispers to me, she's like, I think I scared everybody in the office because they're all like apologizing to me, but they're also congratulating me and they just don't know how to act around me. (laughs) We just had a meal with our intended parents earlier last week, actually a week ago today. And, um, we were, my intended mom and I were sitting across the table. We had two of my kids between us and then the dads were on the end. And we both look at the same time down the table because the dads are talking about, and I laugh with Tristan about this, they're bonding over what they eat prior to going to bed. They're like bedtime snack. And the two of them are just having a great time talking about this bedtime snack. And we just look at each other and we started dying laughing because we're like, they're meant to be together. <laughs> like soulmates. <laughs> yeah. It was hilarious. <laughs> I love so, it. <laughs> yeah. I like those like natural interactions. Like they mean a lot of like we are truly we're not forcing this. It's just coming so naturally. And it means a lot to just feel that comfortable. Like they're our best friends now. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would say it was whenever they walked into the room Mm. because um, my due date was January 2nd, I believe. So we had a pre-scheduled C-section for December 28th and I went into labor on the 26th and they weren't here yet. So they got here after she was born and everything went smoothly with that, Um, you know, as much as it could when you're having contractions sure. <laughs> and um, when they walked in it was great I took a video of them coming in and they both had masks on and they were just like very quiet and I had the nurses bring her back into the room and like they were it was very sweet and I could tell it was very surreal for them because they were like oh my gosh she's so cute and I was like she's yours you can pick her up and they were like no not yet (laughs) so I think that's probably the most memorable was just having them walk in and see her and see their faces whenever they saw her oh that's beautiful because I feel like that was just as good as what it could have been if she was in the room with me because that was the plan was for her to be there yeah but them showing up I think and seeing her late in there was just as good. The you know the first delivery day really just sealed the deal for me. Yeah. And I I have just been so so passionate about surrogacy and so so fulfilled in being a surrogate because of that first delivery day knowing that 
my my body did this my my husband was awesome throughout the entire thing it was so safe and so healthy and so wonderful and this mom in her early 50s who has done everything under the sun trying to have a family that this was it and it was real you know and she was crying and it, it was just her in the room that her husband wasn't with her but just seeing that you know light at the end of the tunnel first day of the rest of your life type moment sure. and and how critical my involvement was in that it was very fulfilling well you guys um do you have any advice for any potential gestational carriers that are maybe just women who are thinking about this or maybe even advice for intended parents Research your agency. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> or in case he's a nice case, it just worked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two circuits with it, then it'll be fine. There I think for the surrogates, um, just like go with your gut and also remember that you're important here too. Um we're doing a really selfless thing, but that doesn't mean that we aren't still people at the end of the day and our feelings shouldn't still be considered. Um, just be an advocate for yourself along the whole process and like make the best time out of it, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and take pictures because as soon as I was done, I was like, oh my God, I'm never gonna be pregnant with twins again. Like that was the coolest thing ever. I truly couldn't wait for it to be done. But then when it was done, I was like, okay, maybe I'd go back for a day. <laughs> yes. Document, document. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I would say just don't let like the, not necessarily there's a stigma with it, but just, you know, like it's not very well known to people, like not a ton of people do surrogacy. Um, and don't let that stop you or scare you. Um, you know, if you have any interest in it, then, you know, do some research, talk to someone, find, you know, someone that's done it and start talking about it. Cause it truly is an amazing process to go through. And like, I, I don't know, one of the fears that my husband had um, when I first brought it up was our kids. He was like, I don't know how they're going to handle that. Seeing you pregnant and then not having a sibling, you know, come sure. home. He was very worried about that, but I had felt the opposite. And I was like, this is going to be the most amazing thing we can teach them is how we can selflessly give to others and how God will lead us down this path. And we have to follow what he, you know, is telling us to do. And just to teach them that we can use our own gifts and um, just, you know, where we're being led to, to bless others and everyone's, you know, journey and everything is going to look different, but that's just really how, how I felt through it. And so. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Mine is a bit more boring, I guess, but oh, never um... boring. My love. It's all helpful. <laughs> <laughs> um... I, my advice is to definitely keep an open mind. Um, yeah. Even if you've done it before, I would have never imagined that um, my second journey or that 
match would be so different than um, my first journey. My first journey was boring. Nothing <laughs> exciting <laughs> happened, which was fantastic. <laughs> Took on the first time. Um, no problems whatsoever. Um, so the second time when there were two failed transfers and they only had an embryo and had trouble making more embryos and it just kept going. I had so many different emotions that I didn't think about, I guess, even though I've been a surrogate before. And so just kind of preparing that you may think that, you know, how it's going to go. And you may think that, you know, so much about it, but it's so <laughs> different each time, even if it was the same parents, I think just every journey can be so different and every doctor is so different <laughs> yes. so everything can just can vary so much so just kind of being open and know that um the timeline is not quick and prepare yourself for that and just kind of be prepared for the long haul um and hope that everything goes faster than what you think and smooth <laughs> and everything but um, it's just, it's so different and everybody's experience can be so different each time. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's so correct. That is. So correct. <laughs> um, and I always just tell people like, you know, if you don't know why you're doing something, when you get into it, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Absolutely. Um, and I feel like that for foster care and surrogacy, like I knew what I was getting into. I was doing this a hundred percent for somebody else. Um, and so I just don't have that attachment. Like I love seeing photos of her and I love, I think honestly, I have more attachment to the parents. Like I'm really, mm -hmm. we're really close to them. We have such a great relationship with them. Um, but like, I love seeing them together and like our kids were playing with her. And so I know they love that. Um, and we're really just kind of like an extended family now. Mm. So I just, I don't, I don't have that, um, motherly attachment. I don't know what to call it, but people keep trying to put on me that I don't have. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right. I think I, I was, my favorite way to explain it to people is when I get pregnant, it, I'm not dreaming about the name or planning a nursery or doing any of that. I'm dreaming about the day that these parents get to be parents and, yeah, like, for and sure. see that happen at delivery day. And that's it. That's the closure. I, I have answered that question in a, a number of different ways, but I think the the main two things that I I really would love for people to take away is if you if you haven't carried before, I highly recommend your first time being through an agency to have that foundation and that guidance and that support and that hand holding. If in in my opinion is is totally critical. And the, the right agency not only does all of that for you, but it's a huge piece of why you would go on and do it again for somebody mm -hmm. else. So ha having the right agency, I think, is, is number one. Number two, make sure you understand that the difference between attachment and entitlement. It is, and you're going to get that question we all do, you know, how do you not get attached? It is totally expected to be attached to the family, to the experience, to the pregnancy, to the baby when you're carrying it, to all of it. What is not okay is to have this 
sense of entitlement in regards to the decisions, the parental responsibility, the, the maternal sentiment around the whole thing. Mm. Your role is very specific, very critical, very special, but you're not the mom. So have that attachment, be it, be involved, love, love every bit of your involvement in this journey, but separate the attachment from the entitlement. I love the way you put that. Like it seriously, I think, listen to what she just said. <laughs> Don't listen to my advice. <laughs> Stop it. That is, that is the best way to put that. And that's one of the things that my wife and I have always said, I'm mostly for foster care, but like, as soon as you said it, it just hit that if you're not getting attached, you're doing it the wrong way. Like you should be, but it's not about you still. It's mm. about somebody else. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Well, okay. At uh, the time of this recording, it is 7.55 Central Standard Time and I am drinking tea. I have to applaud myself. I only had two cups of coffee today. So I always love to ask what filled your cup, either literally or figuratively, what filled y'all's cup today? Getting confirmation that we're transferring Monday. Oh, heck yes, like, girl. Yes. That was it. Because I'm at a monitoring clinic. And so we have to wait quite a few hours from the doctor's appointment to the mon or to the um, intended parents clinic to like respond. And so like very anxious during those like six or seven hours waiting. Um so to get that confirmation today, that really filled my cup for them. Like I was in tears when they called me and the clinic called to confirm, like, I'm just so happy for them that we're there. Mm, absolutely. Well, water filled my cup today. Um, but Good then job. stay hydrated, Miss <laughs> 11 weeks. <Yeah. laughs> um, I would say I just had some really sweet pool time with the kids. Um, my middle one is a little timid sometimes to take off her um, little puddle jumper, but she yes. did really good today and <laughs> just go, dove right in. And yeah, yeah, she wanted to take it off herself versus us, you know, encouraging her to. And so it was just sweet time. Oh, that's a big win in pool world. That's awesome. Yeah. So my IPs um, are on a family vacation with mom's mom and her sister and her niece and nephew um I texted them last week to say hey have a great family vacation I'll be thinking of you guys and they texted me today of pictures of them from their road trip and pictures of them with all the family and the kids and they sent me a video saying hi Brie we're thinking of you um, and so I just was really touched I felt really special that they had thought about me even though they were with all of their family so very touching moment for me um, I have to say that I was pretty shocked. My oldest just turned four two weeks ago. And so um, he is now on this kick of like, when are the IPs coming? And he knows um, that baby is coming soon. And he's got all these questions. And so today, um, I picked him up early. We spent some time outside and he was like, let's go ahead and FaceTime our IM and see how she's doing. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so we FaceTimed her and um, he was of course talking to her and he was like, where are you? Why are you not here yet? Oh, sweet <laughs> and love. I was like, well, I'll be there Friday. And although like 
it's so sad. He got so distraught. He ran upstairs and he was crying. He was so frustrated because she wasn't coming today. I was just, it was overwhelming to know that, you know, he's only four, but he truly understands. And he's like, I can't wait to meet her, you know, um, talking about the baby because they've already set up times and everything that at least the boy, my boys can have closure. Mm-hmm. Um and then they know that the baby is not coming home with us. And so just the relationship that they've built with my own kids. And then just to kind of see that come to fruition so close towards the end of the pregnancy, it was definitely nice just watching them interact together. So mm, that's beautiful. I love that mm. you guys. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you again for taking the time to just hang out with, you know, some fellow Soro sisters here um, and share your story and perspective and, and all of that. I so, so appreciate you guys. And best of luck to our ladies who are coming up to transfer. Sticky thoughts. All the, all the things. All of the things. So um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. And um, you guys just have a great evening. You have just finished listening to an episode of Me, You, and Who. To find out more about Egg Donor and Surrogate Solutions, go to www.createahappyfamily.com.